Happy Friday, everybody. So today, I want to talk to you a little bit about just calories, calories we intake. All calories are not created equal. Well, no kidding, Shannon. Calories of a ding dong or a cheeseburger are not the same as, you know, a bowl of zoodles or something like that. If anyone um, wants to know how to make zoodles, by the way, I've got a great video on my Facebook. You should go check it out. Cash was doing it as a four-year-old. Um, it's kind of hysterical. But many of us have likely at one point in our life, either count of calories, points, macros, et cetera, just to change the body composition or body composition. Um, and we burn our calories, points, macros, what, whatever the food we intake through exercise, daily activities like breathing, blinking, sleeping, and even digesting our food. So that brings me to, someone's trying to call me, uh, my topic of the day, which is the thermic effect of food. So what exactly is the thermic effect of food? <clears throat> well, it's one of the many ways our, our body burns calories throughout the day. Um, there's the thermic, thermic effect of exercise, and you've also probably heard of your basal metabolic rate, just the amount of calories that you burn just to function your, all your organs to function. Um, after eating our energy expenditure does increase for a period of time through the thermic effect of food by our bodies, just breaking it down to use the nutrients. Um, and then the others we can store as fat. So often when you eat, if you eat something that's 500 calories, about 10% is used just to break it down. So you can use it in your body as energy. Um, we also burn calories through movements such as fidgeting, things like that. It's called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's uh, shortened to NEAT. Um, Danny and I were talking about that the other day. I actually didn't know what she was talking about, so I had to look it up. So I wanted to throw that in there. Shout out to Danny Hayes in our Grand Junction office. Um, so the exact um, um, level of the thermic effect of food varies from person to person. We are all bio-individuals. So I might eat a bowl of oatmeal and it's going to cause my body to hold on to water and break it down slower and whatnot. And Teresa could eat the very same thing and she just might lose water and um, break it down quicker. And so it gets into her body and is, is available to use for energy a lot faster. Um, so I've had a lot of people talk to me or ask me about what, how many calories should I eat? What should my macros be, et cetera? I don't know. I wish I could tell you, but it's different for every single person. And it's different for every stage in your life, whether you're 30 or 40 or I'm about to be 46. It just continues to change. It's real fun. So if you are the counting points, macros, calories, as long as what you're consuming is whole nutritious foods, um, you should be good to go. You shouldn't be torpedoing. But if you start if you eat a lot of processed foods or you're like, well, I'm counting macros and I need a few more um, carbs. So I'm just going to pop some um, Skittles. You might be torpedoing your efforts. So um, some common misconceptions about the thermic effect of food. Um, you may have heard breakfast, the important, most important meal of the day. If you eat breakfast, if you skip breakfast, then your metabolism is just slow for the rest of the day. Well, enter intermittent fasting. And there's just too many studies that are inconclusive. The answer is breakfast works if it works for you. Breakfast doesn't work if it doesn't work for you. So listen to your own body. Um, coffee um, or caffeine and other spices 
like capsaicin, you've heard of, um, which is in cayenne, all the peppers that it causes an uptick in your metabolism. It does a slight increase in the thermic effect of food that is so negligible. And we are such complex beings that I would not hang my hat on that. Um, factors that do impact your thermic effect of food are age. It decreases as we get older, we're just less efficient. Um, you know, like my 15 year old son can eat 5,000 calories a day and still be rail thin. Um, I definitely couldn't do anything close to that. Um, insulin resistance is also a contributing factor presence of type two diabetes and also obesity reduces your thermic effect of food. So your body is just not as efficient. And so the more efficient your body is, um, that the, the higher your thermic effect of food. And so that will make weight loss more difficult. Also your physical activity level um, and older and younger adults, physical activity increases your thermic effect of food. Um, one stat I found is that um, the thermic effect of food is 31 to 45% higher in physically active individuals um, of various age groups compared to their sedentary counterparts. Um, so the timing and composition of your meals is also important when and what we eat affects how our bodies are, how much our bodies burn during digestion, eating your meals slowly, slowing down. I have to tell myself this all the time, even when I'm speaking, as you probably can tell, and chewing more increases your thermic effect of food. So chew your food, taste your food, enjoy your meal, especially you Enneagram fours, as I alluded to last week. Um, Studies also have also shown that um, as far as the composition, 10% um, higher thermic effect of food in high protein meals versus low protein. Protein is the gold standard in the thermic effect of food. It's, it's, it takes, you know, one to 3% to, uh, um, of the calories to digest fat, maybe five to 10 of carbs. And that's like upwards of 20% for protein because it's a lot of work to break that down. Um, and then there's certain types of dietary fat, including medium chain triglycerides. Have you guys heard me speak about MCT oil? Perhaps you have. And next week's Fitzbo Friday is going to be on just that. Uh, spoiler alert. And then unprocessed foods that are higher in dietary fiber also require unprocessed, bold, underlined. I literally bold, underlined it in my notes. Um, I require more energy to break them down, boosting your, your thermic effect of food. So kind of loose numbers that you can choose or you can look at to determine what your macro should be, what your caloric intake should be, what your points or whatever it is that, that you, um, that you measure is your basal metabolic rate will burn about 60% of the calories you consume intentional exercise about 10% neat, that fidgeting, um, talk with your hands or shaking your leg, if you've been around Todd, is about 20%. And then the thermic effect of food is about 10%. Can't do much to change your basal metabolic rate. Um, it is what it is for now. You can only increase that by, by becoming healthier and changing your body composition. Um, so final word for me, the number of calories our body uses each day is just influenced by a variety of factors. This is just one of them, but I just wanted to point out not all calories are created equal, making sure what you're consuming is nutritiously dense um, and, and healthy and you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. So 
That's my final word for today. You guys have an amazing weekend and be distinctive.